Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the TF1 podcast. This is your host, Trey. This is the episode covering the FIA's explosive allegations against the Mercedes boss and Susie Wolf. So let's go. So just when we were thinking this is the off season in F1 and uh, there's going to be a lot of slow news, um, not a lot going on until we get to testing. <clears throat> That's typically what happens, but this week has actually shown us um, it is very far from just a normal time off for F1 where you know, it's a slow news period. It it this has been nothing but that. So as we have discovered this week, there has been um explosive allegations from the FIA against, you know, Mercedes boss Total Wolf and his wife Susie Wolf. Um and this came in the form of a really vague statement from the FIA. This was about two, three days ago, um, actually about 48 hours ago. <clears throat> and basically the statement was um, online where it alleges and says that there is a team principal um, that is under investigation for receiving information, information they shouldn't have received from another member of the Formula One community. And it's important to realize they this statement from the FIA was purposely vague. In other words, it doesn't mention any name. It doesn't mention, it did not mention who the team principal was. It did not mention who that supposed person was that's part of the Formula One community that is giving or that had given the information to the um, team principal in Formula One. So as soon as this statement came out, like I said, it was bombshell because it seemingly came out of nowhere. Uh, the F1 community, the journalists, uh, and if you, you know, follow this sport for a while now, usually before, typically, let me say, before any breaking news happens, there are people that are very well plugged in as far as journalists in F1. Those people know team principles. Those people know very important positions in F1. So, a lot of times what we have is before something of this magnitude breaks, usually those people that I mentioned in the know actually have an idea of what's about to come in the pipeline. Typically, this was very different in the sense that everybody, including the two points of interest, the two people of interest that are part of this FIA so-called investigation, everybody was blindsided. They had no idea. So once the statement came out, not even 24 hours later, there was first a statement from Mercedes AMG and, and Total Wolf, and it was a very swift and um, a very decisive denial of the fact that, you know, that so-called 
allegation was actually referring to Total Wolf. And it outlines that in that response that the team or Total Wolf was not even aware of any impending questions or investigations. They found out at the same time in the media like the rest of us. So the FIA made no effort to reach out to the team, let them know, get a response, nothing like that. So you can already tell as I get deeper and deeper into this, you can see that there's a certain angle that was very, very calculated in the way this statement from the FIA was released to the media, okay? Literally 45 minutes after that statement was <clears throat> that very uh, decisive response came from Mercedes AMG. About 45 minutes later, Susie Wolf, who, for people who may not know, is not just the uh, wife of, you know, Total Wolf. She is the head of the newly appointed F1 Academy, which basically uh, really works on now getting more women into motorsport and specifically into F1. So this is an initiative that, you know, F1 had talked about for a long time and they finally made it happen. And it's basically like a feeder system to encourage and to help uh, women come into motorsport and possibly in the near future F1. <clears throat> and let me add, before I even get into the response from Susie Wolf, again, for people who may not be fully aware because, you know, there are some people new to F1 that just know her as, you know, the high profile person uh, that is the wife of, you know, Total Wolf. Susie Wolf is a very, very accomplished racer herself. She has broken a lot of barriers as far as racing in women. Um, so, you know, she holds her own and has been in motorsport for many, many years. So that is the type of person you're talking. That is the type of person you're talking about when you refer to Susie Wolf. And this needs to be said because it puts into perspective just how, you know, the FIA views her in this grand scheme of things, right? So going back to the response, Susie Wolf's response was, you know, very, very direct in its tone. Um, and it basically outlines the, the shock that she has on how this inaccurate, uh, misogynistic, uh, report and allegation was that it would classify somebody like her who's been in motorsport for 15, 20 years, how she would be um, viewed as just somebody that would disregard, you know, her responsibility to F1 and just share information that she shouldn't share. Okay. And she outlines that it's a very uh, direct, very decisive response and you know she did not waste any time in responding to that FIA allegation nor did Mercedes AMG and Total Wolf now just going back to the FIA's allegation again 
just to outline what they're saying is there's improper information that has been passed. But here's the second part to what they're saying. They're saying, meaning the FIA, the reason for their for them launching the investigation, and this part is very important because we're going to come back to this. The reason they're launching this investigation, because obviously, whether it's in the world of Formula One, whether it's in, you know, the real world world of crimes, you need a reason you to to launch an investigation. You can't just launch an investigation. There has to be a reason for you to justify the allegation. And the FIA's reasoning was that several team principals have come to them to complain about this. And that is why they launched that investigation. Okay. So I want you guys to keep that justification in mind because that's going to be very important moving forward. All right. So this bombshell allegation happens as I'm giving you guys a timeline to everything. So the response was very swift. It was very decisive. It was very clear. And they did not waste time between Total Wolf and Susie Wolf and responding to that. Okay. So now that, you know, journalists are looking into this, you know, everybody's kind of shocked about this, you know, allegation that seemingly came out of nowhere. 24 hours after the responses of the two parties in question, so that means we're now at literally day two, day three. So 48 hours later, a cascade of events start happening. And this is something that we have not seen in a very long time. So different teams, and when I say different teams, every other team in the paddock in a coordinated way. So we're, you know, Mercedes, of course, is the team in question. They have responded, but this is 24 hours later. Every team in the paddock, not just the teams, but F1 itself. So remember now, F1 is a complete different entity. So the actual F1, that's Liberty, uh, Liberty Media, the F1 Association itself, in coordination with all the teams make a coordinated statement and say they have not individually, none of them have gone to the FIA in order to ask for an investigation to be launched. So listen to this, guys. This is this is unprecedented. Okay, this is unprecedented. So the very reasoning that the FIA gave to the world, which they said there has been a complaint from several team leaders to them. That's why they launched this investigation. The very reasoning that they gave to launch this investigation, not even 24 hours later, is absolutely obliterated and shredded to pieces as every team comes out and says, no, nobody from our team did that. Now, F1 itself came out and said, this is completely unsubstantiated and that folks have to be very careful in spreading 
allegations that are not true. This happened in a sweet in a sequence, excuse me, of less than 48 hours. So now, if you're the FIA, think about this for a second. The the body, the governing body, okay, to a sport, every other entity, which you know, is F1 itself, and every single team has now come together to say. Basically, the statement you made to launch this investigation couldn't be further from the truth. There's no truth in it because none of us came to you and asked for an investigation. So now that begs the question because this puts the FIA, and let's come back to what is very important, the leader of the, the FIA, Ben Suliam, in a very, very difficult position that they find themselves now. And we have to zero in on this, guys. Ben Suliam, uh, this is uh, for those that are not familiar or who have may have heard the name. This is the leader of the FIA who was elected in 2021. He was elected in December 2021. He took, so we're talking about two years now, he's been in office, okay? Took over from Jean Todd, the very famous Jean Todd that used to be head of Ferrari, okay? Jean Todd, just to give a little perspective, a little background real quick, was in the FIA a long time, close to about 13 years, okay? So let's circle back. Bin Suliam has been in office two years. Okay. I have to give you this background because it will clarify to you possibly what has led to this bombshell allegations that have come out recently. And um, it may also give us a clue to what may happen in the very near future, especially with what has happened in the last 48 hours. So for a person who's been in office for two years, Ben Suliam has had multiple, multiple controversies that have been very negative. Usually FIA presidents are... Um, not necessarily in the forefront, you know, this is not, you're not actually the head of Formula One. Again, let's keep in mind, you are just part of the governing body. You are, if I can give you guys a perspective, a sports analogy from American football or even from soccer, if at the end of an important game, we're mentioning the referee, that's not a good thing because you're supposed to be in the background to the players on the field. So if we're mentioning you in some kind of controversy, that's not good news. That's not what you want. In the case of Ben Suliam, it was very clear from very early on once he captured office that he wanted headlines you can tell that he was getting himself involved in things that FIA presidents have never involved themselves in. He was clashing with the very teams that you're supposed to serve as the FIA. And it was very clear from early on that he 
had an opinion of himself and the FIA in ways that were not even practical, were not healthy, and were not for the good of the sport. Let me give you guys some examples. So almost a year and some change ago, Ben Suliam, without consulting the teams, without consulting anybody, without consulting Formula One, which he's supposed to do, comes out and gives a statement that F1's valuation is close to $20 billion and that he personally thought it was overinflated. Okay, guys, think about this for a second. That is the equivalent of you being the NFL, and, and for my international users, I apologize if I'm using American analogies, but you can look at it across all sports, let's say in soccer, let's say in the NFL, let's say in basketball. It would be the equivalent of you coming out and saying that the teams in your league are overinflated. You know, who in the world would would say a statement that actually goes against the very teams that you're supposed to serve? Ben Suliam never, ever got the memo that he's actually, he's actually just a governing body for the rules. That That's all the FIA is. It, it's nothing more. It doesn't have any more power. It doesn't have commercial rights over the F1 teams. It does none of that, but he never received that memo. So when that happened, it angered F1 very much so. It angered the teams. They sent out a statement through their lawyers that he cannot make any further statements like this. So imagine how humbling that is that you could not legally, you could not say a word more about valuations or the business aspect of F1. So that was a learning lesson for him. Then we had another huge controversy that he got himself involved with where he made extremely sexist comments many years ago and they were resurfaced and came back. And it doesn't just end there. So he has had a tendency, and again, we're talking about the leader of the, uh, the FI, Ben Suliam. He has been known to display, um, let's say, bullying and sexist remarks. Now, why do I say that? Well, a lady by the name of Shilia Anrawa, okay, she was actually the interim secretary general of um, in the FIA, and she had a short run, but then decided to exit the FIA. And once she exited, um, one of the things that was reported on was that she sent a letter. She sent one as, you know, leader of the FIA to Ben Suliam. The other letter, and of course, like I said, this was made public. This was reported on. The other letter was to a gentleman by the name of Carmelo Sanz de Barros. And, and this is an important name because this gentleman is actually the president of the FIA Senate. 
and she sent this letter actually before she left, not after she left, before she left. And that letter outlines sexist comments. That letter uh, outlines not just sexist comments, but facing bullying and sexism at the hands of Ben Sulia. Okay. Before she exited. All right. So just each controversy by itself that Ben Suliam has gone through would have been enough to oust a lot of people from their leadership positions and companies. Why did that not happen to him? Well, we, we don't know some of the inner negotiations and workings of what happened, but what we do know is the, the teams collectively were extremely unhappy that he continued to defy, he continued to work against them, but the, the, that the final straw was, well, it's not a final straw, he's still in office, but the, the, that final thing with the, sexies, the sexism and bullying that he faced, <clears throat> the teams were very unhappy and confronted him with that. And what happened as a result, and like I said, some of the things is behind the scenes and we don't know what they negotiated, but what we do know is a statement came out that said that he was um, basically removing himself from the day-to-day running of, of the operation. And I think that was a final, and again, I say I think because this was never made public, but the only way he was able to not be ousted from his job, I think th- that was what they negotiated to keep him in the FI was for him to make that statement. Okay? So once that was done, we didn't hear a lot from him for, I would say, a period of about five, six months. What happens after that? Once that controversy dies down, he then now, from insiders of F1, it has been made clear that he has now inserted himself and has become, and he's doing this behind the scenes now, as opposed to what he was doing in the headlines. What he did was start doing things behind the scenes inserting himself in in a lot of different places that needed not to be. He was directly responsible for the decision to look back at um, and punish Lewis Hamilton uh, during one of the races where um, they they had said that what he did the previous day, this was on a Saturday, needs to be re-examined. He was also directly responsible, again, we're talking about Ben Suliam, for um, calling team principals Total Wolf and Fred Vassour. They had a, a TV conversation, and, and the FI said they used a swear word, and they need to see the FI after the race. Now, look at all these small little infractions, and this is just the FIA's way of saying we are over you power wise it is it's just a display of power that happened um another thing that has been brewing in the background that Ben Suliam has involved himself in is adding another team 
to the grid and he's he did not do that with with consulting f1 he did that as an independent body while making all the other teams angry because he doesn't have any say over the commercial rights the fia has zero say in anything related to f1 outside of the rules like i said at the beginning of the podcast so he's yet created another controversy because they've gone ahead, they meaning the FIA, and issued uh, an acceptance of application for Andretti, while the main acceptance that that team needs is from the commercial holders, from F1. If they don't have that, they can't join the grid. So I've outlined to you guys a series of things that Ben Suliam has in in war uh involved himself in and one of the things that has come out in light of this explosive allegation against Mercedes and Total uh Mercedes Total Wolf and Susie Wolf is almost like a personal vendetta that Ben Suliam has had against Total Wolf because he has not been happy with some of the things that Total Wolf has said has said within the last 3 to 4 months so Fast forward as I've given you guys a very detailed account to the background that Ben Suliam has, we now have this explosive allegation and then all the teams and the entity of F1 itself has come out and said, no, none of us have come to you and said this and they've all been united in saying this. This is incredible that now what it looks like, again, I'll say allegedly, but what it looks like is this was possibly personally launched by Ben Soya, and it was launched under false pretenses. Now, this is going to be extremely, extremely problematic for the FIA. It's going to be very problematic for Ben Soya because you better believe that people will put two and two together and they'll find out exactly who this directive came from, you know, as far as the allegations, because it clearly was based on a lie. If you launched it and said the teams came to us and the teams never did. So this is what it's looking like right now, guys. Um, the, the next chess piece is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, it you know with my friends in my f1 group it's crazy because before this news of all the teams coming out saying they didn't uh reach out to the fi before none of that broke i we were having a discussion about this and i said this has all the makings of i do not think this is credible i do think this is something that could have possibly been a vendetta launched from the FI and 24 hours later, it actually looks like that's exactly what happened. So we're going to watch and wait guys and, and see what develops. My personal feeling is there is absolutely no way um, Ben Suliam can survive this. There's just absolutely no way. And I also don't think this is... I, this is going to be very tough, just in general, for the FIA. This is going to be very tough. But let's see what 
at what happens. I just wanted to provide you guys with this um, podcast basically to cover this breaking news. This is going to be very important to see how F1 deals with this storm. Well, this brings me to the conclusion of this podcast, the FIA's explosive allegations against Mercedes boss and Susie Wolf. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening from every part of the globe. I will catch up with you soon and take care.